OTB GAA Scale has opened the war definitely with the football pod Where are your power rankings now? The Royal Rumble that's coming our way Hurling pod versus football pod Will, you're a coward Subscribe to the OTB GAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts OTB AM with Gillette Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar Anyway, let's move on because uh, Anthony Moyles is with us in studio Anthony, good morning to you Morning, gents. Uh, Nathan has sounds already, like backtracking to me. Yeah. Na- Nathan has already <laughs> been um, talking about Mayo. We 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 managed. Let's to, talk about Kildare. We managed to lull him into a. Yeah, we're actually really good. Um, we we will talk about Kildare. We can do that. That's fine. Talton Cup. I mean, it's mu- it's going to be it's going to be a really good one this vast, year. Vastly <laughs> underrated competition. I feel you know. Yeah. Maybe we haven't paid enough attention to this in the past. It, it could arguably be more important than the real one than the sound. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, any port in a storm. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't think you'll be on your own. Uh, we may be in it as well, so uh, the way things are going. Division 2, <laughs> Division two is, the, <laughs> is the bear pit that we thought it was going to be. Um, let's, let's start with Division 1, right? Because uh, Mayo did Hockey Tyrone, and mm. it's not Tyrone's uh, only bad performance so far. It's also not Mayo's only good performance so far. Um, but we've seen this before from Tyrone in the league where they have a bad time we're kind of taking it as a matter of course that they'll recover but last season they didn't recover Yeah. Uh, so what's the truth where, where, do you, where do you stand on where they are at the moment it's funny I, I watched the game back last night purely for the real you know, well two, two aspects I, I wanted to see just because we were obviously talking about Tyrone and the performances haven't been great over the last while um, and I wanted to see was it more of a mental thing was it something that they've been trying to do something different you know are they you know trying to change a style of play um, or is it just that there's something missing and, and, a be, and a real hangover which they've been suffering now for quite a spell actually and uh, I don't think they're trying to do anything different they, they seem to have you know same personnel by and large same setup really Um they have Frank Burns, I suppose. In he 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 is um, kind of playing as a, as a as a as a six, a double six. He's sitting in front. He was sitting in front of O'Shea a lot last night, um, or should I say, the, the, on Saturday. Um, but I tell you what, they're missing. They're missing a spark, Jer. Like they're missing. They're missing something. They were actually really good. First twenty twenty five minutes, they were arguably the better team. They actually could have been six points to two up. Uh, they could have actually been one five to two up. They had a good goal chance just before actually the ball got sent down the other end and Mayo got their first goal. But literally when the first goal went in for Mayo, it was just like bang, someone just, just popped the balloon and the right. air just went out of them. The, the body language straight away, you see fellas just turning around. There wasn't even any kind of real spikiness. There wasn't any narkiness. There wasn't fellas going, you know, you didn't track that run. They just turned around, heads went straight down and they just, you know, kind of assumed and resumed back out to their positions which you know for Tyrone as we know in their pomp a couple of years ago there was an arrogance there was a in your face there was a very much you know we're going to put you down and we're going to come back at you again and again and again we're going to grind you down and it wasn't that you know they, they, they seemed meek you know they just seemed to be they weren't bullied um, and they actually had some like I, I really I, I focused on it because I actually thought they were actually playing some decent patterns of play um, but literally from that goal and then the second goal it was just like it just went from you know bad to worse as as from a confidence level and then it looks like they're doing it but they're not really doing it like the Hessian goal was just an outstanding piece of skill but if you actually watch it beforehand three Tyrone players stop like Peter Hart is running back as Hessian gets the ball Originally, Hart is in front of him. 
Hessian moves forward, plays the one two, Hart stops, Myler stops, and then I can't remember the third Tyrone player stops. And they all stop thinking, Oh, someone else is going to do something here, Morgan is going to save it. And it doesn't happen, of course. And then the last goal is an absolute like if you watch the last goal, McCurry is standing there. Like it's just, it's a total just lack of awareness who's actually doing their job he has to chase back he's actually marking his man behind the the, the free if you get me he starts chasing O'Connor and then as the goal goes in he turns around and he's just looking and he's saying like where are we here you yeah. know so so I think there's a there's a number of things going on that's an that. attitude thing though right that like that's that's not uh, they haven't become bad footballers they haven't had like a f- one fifth <clears> of the team <throat> decide to leave yeah. so that's not unfixable I, like, although like honestly if, if, you, if you'd gone to the game and you left after 25 minutes you go Mayo were possibly in trouble here because they were actually finding gaps they were, they were, they were running at Mayo down the middle you know they were clipping over a few good scores McShane was causing a little bit of problem but then I tell you where they're struggling I think a little bit and, and you're, you're right in what you say it is an attitudinal situation okay I don't know why that's being caused. I right. don't know if there's something going on in the background. I don't know if it's because of the dual mandate on the management team. I don't know. Things don't look like a happy camp, to be honest. They don't look happy on the sideline. They don't look happy on the pitch. Um, I haven't heard any stories. It's been fairly tight. So maybe it will come out. Um, but they seem, they seem like a team that definitely require a spark but a spark just doesn't come you know you have to generate it you know you really have to and they seem like they're kind of literally on the ropes now just waiting to be knocked out and I don't feel it's, a, it's not potentially a fitness thing where they're in this new calendar thinking you know what Ulster we're going to take that seriously we're going to try and peak six weeks down the line where Kevin McStay's <sighs> come in and said I want male fighting at full cylinders right from the off. I don't know. I don't think so, Nathan. I, like, they didn't look off it from a fitness perspective last night. I, like, again, it's not a fitness thing. It, it's, 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 a, it's a thing in your mindset. Like, I remember years ago, we, we played a game against Wexford. And I remember Colm Coyle was over us and we had the game obviously videoed. And Matty Ford cut in. He got a ball on the, uh, the left-hand side. He cut in. And I remember there was three or four of us chasing him back. Now, it looked like we were chasing him back. But as he pointed out in the video, we watched it repeatedly and he called us all and we absolutely got strips torn off. We, we weren't really, you know, we weren't going flat out to get him. You know, we were, we were, we were motioning it. And there, there is a, there's a slight difference, but you can see it. So the Tyrone lads are kind of, it, it, from the optics, it looks like they're really mm. pushing it. But they're not, they're not at it where they were, say, two years, where there was just that manic sense of, we have to get back. We have to crowd these players out. We have to get to the ball. We, e- even in their attack, you know, their attack is very one, one kind of off runner. So in other words, if you watch, like McShane, I don't know if you saw it, but he, after the second goal, he gets a ball. And he comes inside on his left foot and he goes to kick it and he, he drops it in front of the goalkeeper. It, it, like it bounces in front of the goalie from about 25 yards out. He fists another one wide and he kicks another one really bad. Like, and, and every single time that happened, well, actually, you could look at it and say, geez, that's terrible football. But he had no options. He had no fellas coming at him at angles. There's no real sense. They're not trying anything different okay. as well in the forward. So I think there's a major crisis there uh, and they need to fix it. And I don't think it's necessarily our we're you know we're, we're trying to look to build for later in the year. They have a lot. They have a lot of issues. What about on the other side, Mayo and um, their ability to find these hard-running uh, halfbacks who are creative and score getters? And also, it turns out um, the mercurial forwards are no longer mercurial; they're just good. Yeah, like it, it's funny to watch the progression of Mayo, obviously from a team who, you know, they they would have relied on the likes of Keegan 
and you know Durkin and guys like this coming forward and clipping scores for them and 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 you know albeit Hessian gets that amazing goal they have they have gone from a team that yes they have that but they're not overly reliant on it anymore so we for the last number of years would have always said and I would have said you know they need to find that extra bit of talent inside so they have O'Donoghue but the reliance on O'Donoghue is actually getting less and less not because he's not well capable but actually other guys are sharing the load so every week which is a positive for them someone else is coming and stepping forward so you know last week it was um, uh, oh, the half forward sorry who kicked four scores um, Ted's car no Jordan week. yes yes, uh, so, Jordan yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so he, he steps up you know Carr steps up Aidan O'Shea is playing probably the best, arguably the best football he's ever played, right? And his hands are excellent. David Connolly-esque, Nathan was saying. Well, the ball in, the ball in was absolutely peach of a ball. But but you can see what they're doing. They're mixing long with short. They're mixing intricate little plays when when it's when it's when it's crowded out, which Tyrone obviously did. They were quite happy to go left and right, left and right, but then try to find O'Shea with a pass. But unlike McShane on the far side, as soon as he receives the ball, he has two or three runners come and pass him at pace, yeah. and that's the key thing to break that um, mass defence. The and pace is the key he, thing. He has always been able to play that kick pass as well. Like that's the midfielder in him coming out. Absolutely. Actually, he doesn't have those responsibilities of the midfielder to get back and be completely shattered because they're running the legs off you. Correct. Up and down, up and down, up and down. And, and like, the reliance on him out there, they used to get overrun. You know, there, there was there was a there was a sense that you'd get at Mayo because of the you'd overrun their midfield event. So, but they've got loads of legs out in the middle of the field. Um, now, on the flip side, and this is where I would caution a little bit, and we, and we cautioned last week about this. They're scoring a lot of goals. They're not scoring a massive amount of points. You know, they get 13 scores. I think it was 4-9, was it, or 4-10. So you kind of go, okay. And and again, like Kerry last week, even though Tyrone were dead and buried, they didn't, they could have, they could have put a big score on them. Um, now, maybe McSay, he made a few substitutions. He probably said, much like the Kerry game, well, this is nearly done at half time. Do we really need to push on? But the mentality should always be that you do push on. You don't, you don't give a sucker a second chance. So they should have put a real marker down on Tyrone. Um, I thought they were a little bit sloppy second half. Um, and actually, they could have got more scores. But I, I think my, my, the, the, I suppose the the warning sign I would put on Mayo a little bit is is that teams will now start to look at them and work them out a bit and say right well actually can you go and kick scores from range or are you heavily reliant on your 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 your, your goal scoring ability yeah um, but there's no doubt about it you know they they are playing with a massive confidence now and you can see and like if you were to you know put smiley faces on. <laughs> Like they're smiling, they're happy. You can see the camp. There's a togetherness. Is there Tyrone a is complete of, disarray. Is there a bit of a Schmidt Farrell with Horan Max Day that you know the Horan puts the basics there yet again? And we saw last time, then Rochford comes in and sort of brings them to a new level. That yeah, he's given a lot of these guys their time over the last couple of years. He's bedded them in, and now actually it's been left to somebody else to. Well, you could be like the the Hessian goal is a kind of. Is that a symptom of that? You know, in the sense of 
like you would know, a number of years ago, he kind of burst onto the scene. Then he he, he got lost then for mm. a while. He was a sub for a while. I remember kind of looking last year saying, well, like, why isn't it? Because I, I, I was really impressed with him. I thought he was a really, really good player. Confidence obviously got hit. I think he got injured before it. But, you know, he, he did the he did the man-marking job on Paddy Clifford last week. And he did it really, really well. So he's, a, he's an excellent footballer. But his ability in that is that he just doesn't give the pass and, and he doesn't get it and just ship it left or right or kind of go back. He's thinking forward all the time and he's thinking go and receive and all of them are thinking that that's, and that's mindset, a mindset change yeah 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 and I, it's the exact opposite of the mindset that we were talking about with Tyrone so um, definitely the Acorns there for all the male fans yeah suitably carried away with <laughs> yeah choo-choo. on board that high train Nathan no 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 <laughs> did a good, it's still did February a, isn't it you did a good job damping February. it down earlier on we were yeah. like yeah we've got the best forwards anyway Kerry no. um, Armagh game was really interesting in that uh, Armagh had a very specific plan and we, we're still waiting to see uh, Kerry you know this is early stage Kerry this is a very early season for them and as we've been talking about in the show a little bit earlier on the championship structure doesn't really do Kerry at this time of the year any favours in terms of want they mm. don't need anything they just need not to get relegated yeah. and everything will be happy they want to be in the middle and you know that game against Cork looks like it's going to be interesting Cork are good again mm-hmm. but after that they're still going to be in around Robin where they're definitely going through to an All-Ireland quarterfinal yeah. you know yeah. there's yeah. there's zero jeopardy from our perspective about Kerry being in an All-Ireland quarterfinal so um, I think Jack O'Connor made a big deal of like losing against Donegal and, and the performance against Mayo. He was sickened about after that and then everybody's back in now. There was no no rest for the no. Cliffords, no kind of sense that okay, and Paul Murphy was straight in as well. So mm. they do want results and getting the result in a performance like that is probably the type of thing that afterwards that's just giving the team confidence again. I think he wants results, but he also he doesn't want a sense of apathy coming into it and you know we'll just rest on our laurels he wants that challenge and that competitiveness in the team um, he wants fellas stepping up he he probably one of the things we, we, we've mentioned is, is you know is he a, a bad injury to one of his main guys he wants he wants depth you know so yesterday I thought Armagh were, were really good actually um, they set their stall out Um and it was kind of like a battle of two basketball kind of you could see it you know between uh, uh, obviously Donaghy on one side um, you have a situation where Armagh's press if you watch what Armagh do and this is kind of uh, we'll talk about Kildare and a couple of other teams later on but Armagh do what, what, what's a thing in basketball which is which is works really really well from a defensive point of view is that you sink with the ball we've spoke about this in before but if the ball passes you by you try to get back to that situation so as a defender you look and you try to have everything out in front of you so if the ball comes out you're able to push up if the ball goes in behind you get back you don't turn your back on the ball so all the defenders are watching where the ball is and one eye on their man so Armagh yesterday, Kerry found it very, very difficult to to break that down. Anything down through the middle, they came into the honeypot and they were just trying to grab them. The only th- the only way you beat that is pace. That's the only way you can beat it, and angles of running. So you get the ball in, and whoever receives it inside, it's just one-touch football then. You don't take a play on the ball. It's one touch. It's fast hands. And if you watch any of the good scores Kerry got, um, where they sliced through Armagh, it was one touch. I give it in to Nathan. He slips it to you. I'm coming off your left. You slip it to me. And the defenders don't have an opportunity to reset their feet and tackle you. Um, 
Armagh would be happy. He'd be disappointed they lost it because it was a couple of moments of just, you know, McQuillan at the end. He has Shawnee O'Shea and then he kind of gives him a second dunt and the referee blows him for it. And, and that was a free that kind of really just set it apart. They had an opportunity themselves. Um, but I don't think he'd be overly disappointed because he went toe-to-toe with them. And by the way, that was a, that was a ding-dong yesterday. Or the other, there, was, there was plenty in it. The referee, and overall, was trying to give referees a bit of stick, but I thought the referee from Galway, um, he was sporting a, set, a pair of Vans trainers, which I thought were uh, very, very, very kind of retro. Uh, Galway, man. But I thought he refereed it brilliantly. He let things go. He let the intensity go. Um, and it was as close to a championship kind of fair uh, as you will get this time of the year, like Armagh decided, right, we're going to give it to you, and Kerry didn't 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 uh, shy away from it. So Armagh coming away from that feeling good about themselves. I think so. Yeah, like absolutely. I think they would be happy. I think they would. I think they'd be disappointed they didn't get something out of the game. Absolutely, they they will be. Uh, and Kerry, on the flip side, um, again, he is he is motioning towards a team that is just building, building, building confidence. Yeah. Uh, like it's been great listening to Paddy Andrews over the last three seasons explain how the league mattered to them at different stages and why individual matches mm-hmm. would be and then um, I thought Liam Hayes put it well last week when he was talking about that's a team that wins one point games he was talking about meeting Jim Gavin they win a lot of one point games that just speaks to mindset yeah. and like so Kerry can't fake that that game uh, in the Munster Championship until they get to the end of the Munster Championship and um, and again, it's probably depending on the draw, they could end up having a bunch of Division Three teams yeah. Um, yeah. in Sam Maguire. So these matches are actually that's the bit where it matters. Like it matters a few individual performances, a bit of depth, and then them him putting the pressure on them. We need lead points. We need to win this yeah. game. Yeah, um, I know it is, and it is putting pressure on because without without the application of pressure, you won't find what your players will do when they're when they're faced with it. You know, so these new guys who are coming in, such as Roach and a few other fellows, you need to find that they they can do it. And all he really needs to get is an extra two, two two guys, two fellows where he'll say they may not necessarily be starting, but they're guys that he can look to. Like Brosnan comes on, he kicks a great score near the end under pressure, a score that they needed out on the right hand side with his left kick. That again is you're coming on to do a job, and we need you to get a score here. Yeah. He comes up, and he, he sticks it, you know, and ultimately that's probably one of the winning scores. But what he, what he, what O'Connor will like is the fact that he knows. Like if we're sitting down and we're saying, right, here are our league games, and that's why the league, especially at this time of year, can be a bit tricky. I thought some teams yesterday. Not to do with the service to Monaghan, but Ross Common looked like to me they did a big heavy week this week. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they did four or five days in a row because some fellas will say, you know, I've got my points on the board. Yeah, well, Davy afterwards was saying, oh, finally, that whole hero beaten for a year and a half thing, that nonsense is over. I was like, never seen a man as happy that, like, you know. Absolutely, yeah. And, and, and again, the, the league takes on different nuances. I'd say he'd be delighted because he'll now bring them down a couple mm. of pegs. You know, because he, this could have been a runaway train. Next thing you end up going into the Connacht Championship and you're bet. And you're kind of going, Jesus, where are we now? So O'Connor knows that that Armagh game is a big game. He's saying this is against probably top three or four, five in the county opposition. This is a game who they're going to provide us with something that we will face, which is that defence I spoke about, where they're just saying, you know what, we're happy to make this nine points each. Yeah. 
We're not. We don't want. We don't want to kick sixteen points. We're actually because people were saying, "Oh, you know, Armagh weren't very adventurous in the first." Didn't want to be adventurous in the first half because if they were adventurous in the first half, they would have left gaps behind. They were literally saying, "This is rope a dope stuff." You know, we're going to sit here, we're going to wait, and then we're going to try to tag on our scores. Yeah. Um, but we're certainly not going to get sucked out by you. That was practice for the Ulster Championship for them. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the uh, three of the Leinster teams, and, and by extension, Louth as well. So the Dubs, uh, Paul Gavin was making the point on Twitter that perhaps they're actually happy enough, listed off like six players that they were missing, uh, come from six points down against Clare, poor Clare for the second week in a row. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure Claire were heartbroken going back down the road because it would have been a big win for them. Either that or something really bad has happened in Dublin. You know, like, again, yeah. they don't have to peak. They've, like, one game in Leinster that probably won't be that risky. Yeah. And then they're through to Sam Maguire. So, and they, they too now have, they did Derry next week. So, interesting to see what kind of a team they put out there. Yeah, it's it's, I think... Again, very, very passive first half. You know, Clare got some, but it was, you know, they were very, very passive. No real sense of intensity. They started to increase the level of intensity the second half, especially when they went, whatever it was, six or seven down. Um, and all of a sudden, then they started turning Clare over. They started transitioning the ball faster. But he brought the big guns on. He probably ended up with, I'd say, arguably five of his six starting forwards on the field, if not six of six. Um, we spoke about this last week. I don't think they have unearthed anything different, neither in a, ma- a major forward uh, who can take the mantle um, or the style of play that they're really doing. You know, they're still running the same patterns of play. Like, Kilkenny is still doing this kind of east to west thing where he's trying to... And teams are actually going, that's fine. You know, I'm not actually going to put a man on you. He's different to Clifford. Clifford, when he's doing that role, will stop, look, and ping a pass. Kilkenny will, Kilkenny will you know, he'll give these kind of looping hand passes to yeah. guys. But people are kind of saying, well, actually, we know what they're going to do. As the ball comes in, they either do that basketball move, which is the one where they come towards you, and then they go to backdoor cut, or they'll do the loop around. So They don't t- quite have the discipline as well in their shot taking that they had of the Gavin era, where, you know... They- yeah, you get hammered for... Yeah, shooting it, if you didn't score. Yeah, so you've a, you've a couple of guys like James was taking James McCarthy was taking a few shots, which you know wasn't his forte. You know, you've got guys taking shots from bad angles, wrong shot selection. Um, but so it's, you're not it's, convinced. I'm not. No, I'm not. I, I like again. They'd usually blow Claire away. You know, they would. Uh, they've played Kildare. Like we've seen how Kildare's progression has yeah, gone since yeah. the start of the year. And yeah. like I mean, Kildare could have easily won that game first night you know so you're kind of going um, where is the spark unless they are doing the heavy block of training and they're like and and maybe Mannion is that forward who is the one and so yeah you've Mannion you've John Small right so they they make a difference you've Howard to come back but again like I mean but in the last number of years they would have always been missing fellas yeah Yeah, and we've no one would have ever said oh well they have to get thing back they would have just said well they've missed but they've loads of talent so what I think is I think they've now got their guys who they have had for the last number of years but they, I'm not saying, Jesus, there's three or four fellas who are ready to take them out. Like they still, McCaffrey came on and kind of provided the spark. So they're kind of going, well, we have to go back to him. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Nope. So that's a worry. Uh, not uh, much rather be them than us. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I'm I'm being thrown into the mixer here, obviously. Well, I think so because yeah. I thought I thought it looked like Louth were going to come up and go straight back down, but that's not the case. They they now have uh, they've got Kildare next week, and they're going to be feeling themselves. They owe Kildare after last season in the championship. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, this is a chance for them to um, at home 
I, I didn't realise yesterday's game was in Park Talchon until I looked at it there. So Mead got caught by Louth and then Louth Kildare next week. Because essentially, if Kildare lose that, they're more than likely going to be in the Talchon Cup. Well, 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 depending on how. I wasn't at the game, but I was talking to a few people who were 20 minutes uh, into the second half. Mead are a man down and they're five points up, you're saying. Right, turn the radio off. They'll see this one out here. And they end up losing by three. They only get one point in the last 15 minutes. So um, that's that's alarm bells time. Yeah, you could say the 14 men, you know, maybe, you know, playing against a breeze, running out of a bit of puff, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's a worry. It's a massive, massive win for Loud. But in the, in, in the actual intricacies of the game, they were very, very good on the press, I believe. They were very well organised in their defence. You know, which which is what you expect. So Hart, Devlin is in there. You know, he has them playing. And again, it's kind of like the Derry thing. And similar to Mayo. Once you're playing to a pattern of play and you get buy-in from fellas, as soon as you get fellas saying question mark, you're going to say, right, OK, this guy is maybe not on board. But you look at Derry. You look at these teams that have the buy-in to that. And this is the modern game. It is. Like, I mean, people can say what they like about, oh, well, we need to be kicking the ball more. When the team have the opposition, you need to make sure that you set up in a way that you're trying your best, whether it's whether it's in your own half or whether it's in, in midfield or whether it's in their half. You're trying your best to put pressure and get the ball back. Yeah. That's the thing. It's it's pretty simple when you think about it. Um, Loud did that. Punish Mead, and if you want to look at the divergence between uh, two sets of, of of smiley faces, like Louder coming into this game against Kildare, absolutely buzzing, and Kildare have to be on the floor because watching some of the highlights yesterday from Kildare, I was kind of saying like, okay, Derry are playing really well, and Derry can do that to you, but coming to Newbridge. I'm saying, you know, and I know people will say, oh, Kildare's game doesn't actually suit Newbridge, which I don't know if I'd buy that. Um, well, Jesus, the amount of one-on-one defending yesterday was outrageous. So watch back some of the goals, some of the scores. So when I say one-on-one defending, what I mean is Kildare guys, I'm going back to this thing about the ball and sinking with the ball. The ball in behind and Kildare guys, I'm marking Nathan and I'm facing Nathan and the play is all there. So it's now one on one inside. So there's no strategy. No strategy. That no man gets that man gets skinned. Strategy. It's back at the net time. Uh, so the, the difficulty is that Cork came to Newbridge and absolutely annihilated Kildare, and now Derry have come to Newbridge and, and annihilated them too. And their yeah. only victory is a come from behind victory away against Clare. So they're going to have to go to Louth and win that game. Well, it's a week. weird one, Jerry. Like I'm just I know you, but you know, for a team and a county where there was so much excitement about the management team. Yeah, like it's not that long ago we were talking about that. You know, the 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 greats of the game in Kildare in the last twenty or thirty years, and pulling all of that experience and knowledge in, it's actually direct. It isn't even a story about them. You know, like there has, there hasn't been good or bad. So it's, it's just kind of like they're there, um, and it's 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 not a good situation. Um, and that that game next weekend is enormous yeah. for both teams. All right, Anthony, we will leave it there. For now, thanks a million. Cheers, lads. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.